Welcome to the first ever episode of Midweek Musings. My name is Evie Breitbach. I'm a freshman student here at St. Ambrose University, and this is my brand new radio show or podcast, depending on what format you're listening to it in, and I'm super excited to get started. So a little bit about myself before we get too much further. Um, Again, my name is Evie. I I'm an English major with minors in multimedia journalism and digital media production. Um, I'm from Anamosa, Iowa, which is just a short drive away, about an hour and a half. And I, every time that I've ever had an experience with podcasting or with radio, like I was a guest DJ on a radio Um, and that was like one of the most exciting things I've ever done. So when I found out I had the opportunity to create like a a show that was all my own and just like I was so excited so yeah I came up with a concept called it's called midweek musings right so the idea is I get all these crazy deep thoughts that pop into my head late at night um when I can't fall asleep or um when it's just really quiet and whatnot and I'm sure I'm sure you get that too. So the concept is that we all have these thoughts that pop into our head late at night or in the shower or on a long drive and we just wonder and wonder about it. Something like, is the universe truly infinite or what came first, the chicken or the egg? Things like that. Deep questions. Some are unanswerable and others, after a little bit of research, we might actually be able to um, get some closure on them and finally get those questions out of our heads. (laughs) Um, Either way, the goal of this podcast is essentially to boggle your mind a little bit and make you think. So that's why it's called Midweek Musings. (laughs) Um, With that in mind, the topic of the premiere episode of Midweek Musings is going to be a bit of a doozy. Daylight Savings Time was Sunday, March 12th, so it seemed fitting that for this first episode we would discuss Daylight Savings Time, its history, and the questions that it raises about time in general. So... Strap in, folks, because we're starting off with a bang. To get started, (laughs) I, for one, am always super confused about daylight savings time. Every year, it always makes me question the existence of time and literally everything about my life. And not to mention, it messes up with my sleep schedule, and I can't have that. (laughs) So first, we're going to break it down, what daylight savings time is. Then we're going to look at, um, basically, does time exist? in nature versus human understanding of time and then we're going to go on to my thoughts about it and just make everything way more confusing before we draw somewhat of a conclusion at the end so that we can sleep at night. Okay so let's get started. According to Time Magazine the practice of daylight savings originates in ancient civilizations and there really wasn't much rhyme or reason to it back then but we just know that that it happened. Then in 1784 Um, Ben Franklin, which if you've seen National Treasure, you know where I'm coming from on this. Ben Franklin published an essay that suggested that if people could rise earlier in the day, they could save money on candles later at night. Theoretically, if it was lighter when they woke up and it was lighter when they went to bed, they wouldn't have to spend as much money on candles so they could light their houses. Um, The idea was initially rejected. In 17... er, Sorry. In 1907, a man named William Willett published The Waste of Daylight. 
He said, quote, The sun shines upon the land for several hours each day while we are asleep, and yet remains only a brief spell of declining daylight in which to spend the short period of leisure at our disposal. End quote. All of that very flowery language says, basically, we are asleep when it's light and awake when it's dark, and that doesn't make sense. And honestly, it doesn't. <laughs> so, from there, that happened in 1907. In World War I, Germany wanted to be able to devote more coal and electrical power to the war, so they implemented a daylight savings time so that they would be able to use more power on the war effort, um, which is a good idea. And as much as I hate to admit it, since it was Germany during World War I, but Yes, after years of suggestions of various people, various philosophers, scientists, with this idea of daylight savings time, this was the first ever official daylight savings time that was sanctioned by, um, like, a country. Right after this, 31 other countries quickly followed in order to keep up with Germany's power savings. And it was all a big war effort, and then eventually, during peacetime between the world wars, daylight savings time essentially just vanished for a while. Basically, the point of modern daylight savings time is to save money and energy so that we do not have to have the lights on all the time. This is a very elementary explanation, but it'll serve our purposes of understanding daylight savings time because if we get too complicated, that just is going to mess with us the rest of this episode and we don't need to be spending brain power on this. This is the easiest part to understand. <laughs> All of this being said, daylight savings time always makes me question the way that we as humans are able to manipulate time. We can turn the clocks ahead or backwards and reality simply just shifts to become that new time that we are just saying that it is. The time changes simply because it's, because we say it does, yet in other locations, the time doesn't change at all like Arizona, they don't adhere to daylight savings, and China is all in one time zone. And it, it, that is a massive country that spans across many time zones. And so, so time there looks completely different than it does here. All of this idea of us being able to manipulate time to whatever we want it to be raises the question of does time exist in nature or only in the heads of humans? And how that is a really big and confusing question and raises so many other questions with it as well. Such as, if humans invented time, then what, what is the process of aging or of, like, of stars passing through their life cycle or of anything changing form or decay? It's just boggles the mind. <laughs> If human, that's, that's if humans invented time, then it's like, well, what else is there? Like, what is the process that happens? What is the thing that passes that allows for these processes to take place? Now, if time really does exist in nature, are humans, would we be able to count it in a different way? Would we be able to basically numerically change the way that time is like did we is that all that we invented or did we discover that did we discover that time that like our day can be broken into 24 hours and that a year a trip around the sun is 365 days which like we know that's true we know that that's how long it takes us to get around the sun 
but is that time like oh my gosh anyways we're getting a little off track here but now let's transition into the idea of does time exist in nature so there have been many theories over history about time existing in nature the definition of time itself according to the oxford dictionary is the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. This definition implies that whether humans put time into increments or not, that time exists. Therefore, time exists in nature. Also, because of this definition, we could measure time any way that we want to. And we have throughout history. But time still exists in nature. And again, this is just one definition. There are several definitions of time that I could find, but this is the one that made the most sense to me and seemed to cover time across many disciplines because there's like the scientific discipline. There's also time like, yeah, basically it means different things in different like categories. Albert Einstein said that there are four dimensions that describe where you are in the universe and they are length, width, height, and time. Time being the fourth dimension, and that's probably something that you've heard before. It's time being described as the fourth dimension, which is funny because when you watch a 4D movie, it's like, I'm pretty sure smell is the fourth dimension, so <laughs> that's not confusing at all. But anyways, because it is because time is the fourth unmeasurable dimension, it also means that it doesn't exist. And this can be tricky because all three of the physical dimensions, length, width, and height, move infinitely in both directions. As a little nod to, to Despicable Me, vector, both directions and magnitude. Anyway, <laughs> take height, for example. Theoretically, on the plane of existence, you can go up or down infinitely in either direction. But time only can move one way and that is forward and so that's why it's different than the other three directions the other three dimensions the other three dimensions move either way time only moves forward and time only has been moving forward since the so-called beginning of time which theoretically is the big bang if the big bang theory holds true and the big bang actually provides more evidence that time exists in nature because the infant the universe is infinitely expanding in every direction. And the farther you go from the center, the older the matter is. And the more the stars are farther along in their life cycle or they're dead. So in theory, something had to have occurred that would have allowed the process of the stars aging to take place and for the universe to expand. Something had to happen. So based on all of these points that I've made, it would be really easy to say that time truly is a part of nature and that humans have simply learned a way to keep track of it and to keep time and to make it numerical so that it makes sense to our brain. But here's the but, okay? Recently, physicists have been changing their minds. Now they're saying that time isn't the fourth dimension, but rather it's a numerical order of material change. This means that there's only three dimensions and that events happen over the course of our modern idea of time and that time does not exist naturally. 
And we're going to we're going to come back to this in a little bit because it makes sense now to skip to the human understanding of time. So, this new de- this new definition of time implies that we as humans invented it. That being said, let's just take a quick look at time throughout history, which is a super ironic statement because as I was writing my notes, I was like, "Oh, let's take a look at time throughout time." So I had to say time throughout history because that's just another sentence that breaks my brain. But here we are. According to Scientific American, the need to be able to tell the divisions of the day led to the Egyptians, Greeks, and Romans to all separately create sundials. You've probably heard of them and seen them before, but essentially a sundial would cast a certain shadow that would tell them where the sun was at and then what part of the day it was because of that. Okay, so then the sundials, sundials became more popular throughout Western Europe for a while, but later there became a need for more dependable timekeeping. So this led to the creation of the mechanical clock in 1283, which was mostly used for observances of prayer times by the Catholic Church. This was a really good invention, but at the time it was super inaccurate until the pendulum was employed to keep clocks in time. And then in the 1300s, the idea of the day being divided into 24 equal parts became popular. Um, But the clocks ended up being too big most of the time because the clocks at the time had all 24 hours on them. So these 24-hour clocks would be replaced by smaller 12-hour clocks that just repeated every number twice a day. (sighs) So then here's what makes this so much more confusing and interesting. Every country started their day at different times. Some started their day at sunrise, which posed a problem, as you can probably tell, because sunrise doesn't happen at the same time every day. Um, some people started in the middle of the night, which is what we know now. Some started at sunset. Some started at midday. So eventually, time, like, start of day became um, universally the same. By the 1600s, seconds and minutes were introduced widely because people were needing even more specific time and like the wristwatch was starting to become popular and more advanced mechanical clocks were taking off. So they employed seconds and minutes. And the idea of seconds and minutes were derived from Babylonian astronomers from way back in the day. During the Industrial Revolution, however, the demand for timekeeping with like specific incremental times started to grow because of the establishment of new industrial and commercial routines. People were getting up in the morning and going to their factory jobs, whereas before, a lot of the work that was done was agrarian, and you wouldn't necessarily have like a 9 to 5 job. And during the Industrial Revolution, that's when that really started to take off, like the work week. Obviously, it was more than 9 to 5 because there was no labor regulations at the time, but that is a topic for another day. (laughs) Um, From there, you can probably guess where it goes. Time zones were implemented, portable clocks were a thing, and now we have satellite time, so we don't even really have to think about our clocks being accurate because we just base them off of our phones or our computers or even our car because the satellite just updates automatically. So basically, as a society, it would seem that we created time out of thin air. I mean, they just like decided that the day would be divided into 24 hours. But why? 
Why not 12 120 minute hours? I hope I did that math wrong. Or <laughs> I hope I did that math right because that would be embarrassing if I didn't. Or why you like why not do 10? You know, make it make it root 10 or base 10 or whatever so that it's not 24. Like that makes honestly no sense at the end of the day. And I'm sure someone listening to this is going to be like, I actually know the reason why. And you know what? If you know the reason why, good good for you. But I don't. And I didn't find it in my research. So please enlighten me if you figure that out. But yeah, so we created time out of thin air. And from there, it has become the absolute fabric of our society. Like, time rules our entire lives. I mean, honestly, like the other day, actually it was last night, I didn't fall asleep until like 3 a.m., but I had to get up at 7 so I could go to work. And then I had to go to class. But if time wasn't ruling our society, I could have slept until I was, like, rested. I could have, I could be rested right now instead of de- sleep deprived because of daylight savings time. Again, messing with my sleep schedule. <laughs> or, like, just all... Like, my classes, they all start at a certain time, and you have to be there, like, or else you get punished. I mean, not really in college, but, like, in theory, you get, like, a grade, your grade docked for having so many tardies. And, like, everybody just collectively decides to show up at 1220 to class. Or, you know, you have a class at 8 a.m. and you hate it, but you still go because time rules your life. And if you don't, if you miss that time in class, you're going to get your grade docked. That, those are just a few examples, but it's just, once you start down that rabbit hole, it's really hard to come out. <laughs> okay, so now that we've learned about the scientific meaning of time, that it may or may not exist in nature, as well as how humans have essentially created modern day time, let's get back to the biggest question at hand, which is, does time only exist in our heads, or does it exist in nature? Okay. Now, keep in mind that this is all stemming from daylight savings time and our ability to manipulate, just manipulate what time it is, just because we say so. Okay, here's what I'm going to say about time based on the points that have been brought up and the research that I've done. And you may not like it, but this is as much of a conclusion as we're going to get because the topic is so open-ended. And this isn't really a conclusion, it's just... It's an idea. It's food for thought. We'll say that because I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to come out here and tell you that this is what's true because at the end of the day, there is no really fact-based evidence surrounding time. (laughs) There's just not. So here's what I'm going to say. Time is an illusion. There is no time. Humans didn't invent it. Nature didn't invent it because it doesn't exist. According to the theory of relativity, Every event that has ever occurred has happened at the same quote-unquote time. They are all happening simultaneously. Everything in the history of the universe. This is why I'm holding out for time travel, and I'll explain that in a little bit. (laughs) Not only does the theory of relativity support this idea of time being an illusion, but the fact that we as humans have created our own numerical way to measure our days. We created the time that we are familiar with. And even that, even that, it is all still happening at the same time. 
As humans, the only reason we have a concept of this idea of past, present, and future is because our big human brains and our capacity to have memories. Other animals that don't have memories, they have no concept of past, present, and future. They just have now. We really only exist in a moment, and literally, there's theories about this, and the theory of relativity would support it, but every moment that has ever happened, that is happening, and ever will happen, are all happening right now. Boom. Let that sink in, and say goodbye to your sleep. (laughs) To finally, once and for all, support my point, that time is an illusion, If that all didn't make enough sense, here is the kicker, and I think this seals the deal into my my hypothesis, we'll say. It's this thing called time dilation, and if your brain hasn't absolutely shattered yet, it's going to real quick. Real quick. (laughs) So time dilation is this thing that happens where the time between events becomes longer and closer, sorry, becomes longer the closer one travels to the speed of light. Basically, time does not always pass at the same rate depending on what speed you are traveling. <laughs> yeah, um, it's confusing. So let's, let's put this in terms of something that makes sense to a human being and not <laughs> an astrophysicist. Not that they aren't humans, but who knows. So... If you were to be in a fighter jet going Mach 3.3, which is currently the world record for speed, basically, other than, like, I'm assuming, like, a spaceship. I'm just going to assume this is the highest speed traveled, like, on Earth or in the atmosphere. Um, Anyways, Mach 3.3. That's really fast. If it were possible, or it is possible going this speed for a second to be longer than if you were just walking on the ground. So walking on the ground, a second equals what you know as a second. But in the air going Mach 3.3, a second takes longer. But it's still a second. And because of that, because of that, time is simply not real. (laughs) Because if our own time is not equal to time, I just, I think it's an illusion. So, that feels like a perfect segue into a little interlude about time travel, okay? Because of time dilation and because of time moving slower, the faster you go. In theory, there has to be a speed that you can reach in which time would start to move backwards. And time dilation, people, is a real thing. Time dilation is a real thing. This is not just a theory. Time dilation actually happens. And it's been noticed in slight slight amounts by, like, regular speed airplanes. So you would think that eventually you would reach a high enough speed to which you could travel backwards through time. And now that that speed is thought to be the speed of light. So in theory, if you could travel the speed of light, you could go back in time. Boom. Brain busted. <laughs> You're welcome. And I, 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 there has been recent research that has said that it is impossible for anything to move at the speed of light besides light. But I'm not saying that we as humans could time travel, but I'm saying that if we were able to move at the speed of light, I do think it would be possible. 
So basically, it is impossible, but in theory, yes, it could happen, <laughs> if that made any sense at all. And I'm hoping it does. So I feel like we just need to take some deep breaths after all of that, because that was kind of a lot of information. And a lot of it doesn't really make a lot of sense, because it's mostly theoretical. So if you're still with me, and you're still sitting through this first episode of midweek musings let's just kind of start to wrap it up here i don't want to leave you feeling lost and confused or ruin your sleep ruining your sleep schedule staying up at night thinking about this even though i will probably never sleep again after all the research i've had to do and how confused i've been for days trying to think about how i want to say this that being said i'm going to leave you with the words of a physicist that physicist being max tegmark His belief is similar to mine, that time is an illusion that humans have simply created to help us understand the workings of the universe. Anyway, Tegmark said, quote, Life is like a movie and space-time is like the entire DVD. There is nothing about the DVD itself that is changing as you play it, even though there is all this drama unfolding within it. But if you watch it, you have the illusion that the things are happening over time. In that same way, we have an illusion at any one moment that the past has already happened and the future doesn't exist now. Or sorry, the future doesn't exist yet. He goes on to say, I only live now. The only reason I feel like I had a past is because I have a brain that contains memories about the past. This generates this beautiful illusion. And I think that's just a really great note to end on. That time is a beautiful illusion because yes... I do think time is an illusion, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think as humans, we've created this concept of time and we ha- because we it makes sense to us. And I think that things that make sense to us and that help us get through our day-to-day life in a way that our brains can function and understand the world around us, I think there's not anything bad about that. So time is this beautiful illusion that gives us these really good memories and we also have a concept that there is time to come still and so like we can appreciate the moment and appreciate where we've been and where we're gonna be. So yeah, (laughs) that being said, um, keep in mind that there are a lot of facts that I brought up in this episode but at the end of the day, this is mostly just theory so take everything I've said with a grain of salt And I encourage you to do your own research if this is something that's interesting to you because there's so much out there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this first episode of Midweek Musings and for letting me confuse you just a little bit more on a Wednesday night. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for this podcast and this radio show to take off. So definitely join me again next week. Same time, same place. You know where to find me. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can tune in on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. on 106.1 FM. So thank you to everybody who listened to this first episode. And I'll see you next time on Midweek Musings. This podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM, St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University. 